This week there's another lot of what is wrong with people as I talk about emus, kangaroos, turtles and penguins plus a horrific abduction and murder attempt in Sydney. Cambo, grab a beer and pull up a deck chair. This is True Crime Island, another true crime podcast. for the next Island on Holiday episode tonight, I bring you some really fucked up stories. Now, first up, you may have heard last week about this dickhead who ran down a load of emus in his car because he was upset over his girlfriend leaving him. Well, if you didn't, then you'll be revolted by this absolute piece of shit and what he did. Jacob McDonald, 20-year-old dickhead from Kawangi in Victoria, which is close to the border with South Australia, was driving along Palarang Road in his four-wheel drive and thought it would be funny to run down a load of emus that happened to be alongside the road. The dickhead thought it was so funny that he filmed himself doing it. In all, It can be seen in this revolting video that he hit and killed at least 10 emus as he counts them out while driving along laughing. As he drives along, the camera pans and it can be seen that he's doing about 100 kilometres an hour or so, which is about 75 miles per hour. He's yelling, fucking emus, as he then begins to run them down. One, two, three. This is fucking great. I got that one too. And that one. What the fucking fuck? Anyway. Now, he thought it was such an amazing feat to run down defenceless emus that he shared his video with his mates and his ex-girlfriend. Thankfully, they didn't see the funny side to it and they contacted police and the RSPCA. The video got leaked and went viral. His ex-girlfriend, and isn't she lucky to have dumped this dickhead? Well, she told the Mail Online that he's the type to go hunting. He grew up that way, but this is just atrocious. I was shocked and speechless. Angry, mostly. She claimed his mother was a police officer near the border of New South Wales and Victoria, while his father was a farmer in the New South Wales Riverina region. His parents would be outraged by his actions, she said. They're genuinely good people. She described McDonald as caring and protective when they were together, claiming their breakup in July had sent him down a destructive path. Now, how often does caring and protective turn into possessive and dominating? We've heard it all before, haven't we? She said, I ended the relationship, end of July, 
and he kind of went off the rails a bit after that. Well, obviously, a lot now that we've seen this. Honestly, he deserves everything he gets. So, well, originally when the video got posted, no one knew who it was, and so the internet got together to try and find out. Now, and this isn't funny, this one guy, Harrison Hatzis, Hatzis, uh, he was only 19, who happens to have a selfie on his Facebook standing next to an emu, emu, and he has the same little moustache, was wrongly accused of being the emu murderer. He quickly tried to get the word out that it wasn't him. He was getting cyberbullied after being tagged in the video by one of his lovely workmates. What are real friends for? He posted, You can guarantee it's not me. All these cunts messaging me, thinking it was me, use a dumb cunts. How do I even look like this cunt in the video? Well, <laughs> McDonald has been re- arrested, not had since, thank God, and charged with aggravated cruelty to an animal, cruelty to an animal, torment to an animal, as well as several traffic-related offences. In a Seven News interview, McDonald said his actions were funny at the time, and that the footage was only meant for his mates. He said, Yeah, someone's obviously not as good of a mate as I thought. It was a mistake. It was a silly idea. It's not funny anymore. It was at the time. It's the biggest stuff up of my life. I'm not proud of it. So, McDonald will appear in court in, uh, in November. And uh, look, all I can say is someone this backward, and I'm going to say backward because there's no politically correct term to describe this scum. I just hope that he never reproduces. Please, to all the women of Kawangi and surrounding areas, please send this piece of shit to Coventry. The only hope is that he is so young that he one day might see what he did was terribly wrong and somehow make amends. Well, let's hope the courts do the right thing in this case. We'll see soon, I suppose. So we will hear more of this in the future after the court case is finished. Now, this just came in. Kangaroos, this is from abc.net.au. Save the ABC. It's our national broadcaster. Kangaroos tortured, killed in cowardly animal cruelty case. Three men wanted by Western Australian police. Police are investigating the disturbing and cowardly torture and killing of two kangaroos in what senior officers have described as the worst act of animal cruelty they have ever seen. Videos obtained by police show a number of men torturing the kangaroos in two separate incidents, using a number of weapons including knuckle dusters, a rifle and knives. Images have been released showing three men police believe can help with their investigation in the hope members of the public will be able to identify them. So if you go to abc.net.au, have a look at these turds and see if you know who they are. Jundalup Police Detective Senior Sergeant Paul Giffrey said the footage of the violent incidents was distressing. I've seen the videos and honestly, in my 17 years of policing, it's one of the most disturbing things I've seen hands down. It's graphic, it's disturbing, it's cowardly. 
In the first incident, captured on May 19, 2018, a small kangaroo is held down after it's suspected to have been burnt using an accelerant. Men are then seen to repeatedly punch and stab the animal and can be heard laughing. A second video, shot just minutes later, shows a man shoot the kangaroo in the head with what is suspected to be a .22 calibre firearm. Just minutes after that video, the same mobile phone was used to capture photographs of men's men posing with knuckle dusters. On the same mobile phone, a Snapchat video from June 16th shows another kangaroo being repeatedly stabbed by a man as it struggles to escape. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Men are heard laughing, swearing and encouraging the attacker before the animal is killed. A fourth man, and he's pixelated in the images released by police, is assisting with inquiries but has not been charged. So obviously he's done a bit of a deal. He was arrested earlier this month in relation to another matter which is before the courts. Now, during that separate investigation, a mobile phone was seized, which must have been his, and the videos of the animal cruelty were found on it. Delete your browser history, delete your photos off your phone. The first man police are seeking is described as being 20 to 30 years old, fair-skinned, of medium build, and with dark facial hair. He was wearing a black beanie with a white emblem on the front and a black hooded top. The second man is described as between 25 and 30 years old, clean-shaven, fair-skinned, of solid build with short brown hair. He was also wearing a hooded top. The third man is also described as between 25 to 30 years of age, fair-skinned, of a medium build and with facial hair. He wore a dark-coloured top with an emblem on the front and writing on the sleeves. Now, anyone with information is urged to contact Crime Stoppers on 1-800-333-000 or go online. Look, all I can say is that this scum needs to be locked up for a very long time. And you hope that the Karma bus comes along and Boomfuckalunga deals with these fucking pathetic animals. Now, this is this next case. This is a truly disturbing case that's been in the media for the last few days. Now, I'm reading from not only news.com.au, but also ourabc.net.au, adding my bits, as I'm sure you're going to notice. Now, how's this? 19-year-old Kayla Kendrigan, who was born without the lower part of one of her arms, her right arm, so she only has one hand and is she also has a bit of a learning issue. Now, she was abducted by four of her so-called friends, bound and tortured for around six hours, and then thrown off a bridge into a river and left for dead. Four people have been charged over this brutal, cowardly act. Matthew Luthwaite, 22, Brooke Brown, 19, and a 17-year-old girl and a 16-year-old boy who, of course, we can't name because they're under 18, are accused of kidnapping and throwing Kayla Kendrigan off Windsor Bridge into the Hawkesbury River. Kayla was allegedly kidnapped from Ambervale, which is southwest of Sydney near Campbelltown, by a pack of animal scum and tortured for hours, 
before she was thrown off a bridge in a murder attempt, police allege. Court documents claim Kayla was forced into the boot of a car and driven about 50 kilometres north to a house in Wayland. Once inside the home, Kayla was tied to a chair, blindfolded, bashed with a bat, burned, punched, kicked, stabbed and had her hair hacked off, according to police. She was then again forced into the car and driven to Windsor Bridge. Actually, it's the Hawkesbury River Bridge at Windsor. And then the pack dragged her screaming out of the car and allegedly threw her over the side, which is a 30-metre drop into the water, and left for dead. Kayla was still bound but was able to somehow free herself enough to make her way to the edge of the river and get help. According to police, the victim sustained significant injuries, including two stab wounds to her lower legs, deep bruising to her head and face, soreness to her upper body and lower back, burn marks to her hand and severe emotional trauma. Police will allege that Kayla was left for dead and that the actions of the accused and co-accused was a group decision. They have demonstrated a common purpose in order to inflict extreme pain and suffering to the victim while having no regard to whether these actions brought about the death of the victim. So that was from police documents. Lethwaite Brown and the teenage girl have been refused bail. All three, along with a 16-year-old boy, are facing a string of charges, including attempted murder and aggravated kidnapping. Now, I'm all for the rehabilitation in the justice system, but there are just some things that go on that need a special type of justice. First, the so-called children that are involved need their names to be made well and truly public if they are found guilty. Then, not only should the maximum term be applied for the crimes, but there needs to be some ongoing compensation given to the victim. I reckon 25% of any income these fucktards ever earn for the rest of their lives would help the victim. The problem is with scum like this, and I will say alleged scum, is that they will never be productive members of society ever. They will do their time and live off welfare for the rest of their lives because they're just fucked up. If you have the mentality to do what you did to this girl, then how do you go about getting a job? Who'd want you to work for them? Fuck's sake, what is wrong with people? Now, on top of all this, guess what? They videoed it on their phones. You can hear Kayla pleading for them to leave her alone. Now, you can find this on the internet if you want to listen to it. It's just awful knowing what's happened and listening to Kayla screaming. As her father has said, her father, Kayla's father has said on social media, he thanked the police for doing a great job in arresting the accused and he's just heartbroken that this could happen to his daughter, Kayla. So let's hope something comes out of this and let's hope justice prevails. Right. Next, now this is truly bizarre. Russian man digs up 29 dead children before turning their corpses into dolls. Now again, this is from news.com.au and it was posted my website also. Uh, Not website, uh, Facebook. A man dug up 29 dead children before mummifying them 
and turning their corpses into dolls in the flatty shed with his oblivious parents. That's not funny, but you've got to see the funny side to some of these things. Anatoly Moskvin, 52, admitted to the horrific crimes in court where he told distraught parents, you abandoned your girls. I brought them home and warmed them up. The Russian man mummified the dead children and dressed them in stockings, girls' clothing and knee-length boots to make them look like dolls, applying lipstick and makeup to their faces. Now, in another awful grisly twist, he wedged music boxes inside their rib cages. Moskvin also marked the birthdays of each of his dead victims in his bedroom. Where does he get the birthdates from? The gravestones, of course. Moskvin's, Moskvin's mum, Elvira, then 76, told police after he was arrested, We saw these dolls, but we did not suspect there were dead bodies inside. We thought it was his hobby to make such big dolls and did not see anything wrong with it. Now, this guy must be 50 or something. Mosvin told his interrogators he was waiting for science to find ways for these girls to live again, as well as also wanting to be an expert in making mummies. Now, he started doing this around the year 2000 or so. He wasn't found out until 2013. He was found to be unfit to go to trial, although he confessed to the crimes and he's been kept in a secure psychiatric clinic since that time. Now, problem is, recently his doctors say his mental state has changed. This has infuriated the parents of the dead children who want to keep Moskvin locked up, but they are worried that he will be released for home treatment. Now, this is the same home that he kept his dolls in. Fuck's sake. Now, this guy does sound like he has a mental illness, one that probably is still there, and I'm not sure if he can be trusted to go home. Look, if he does and you live in his town and you see him at local Bunnings buying shovels, just let the police know. Now, this next one. We go to Tenerife where a woman has presented to hospital with abdominal pain and it was found that she had a baby turtle in her vagina. News.com.au reports... A British woman has been found to have a dead turtle inside her vag. The expat was taken to hospital in Tenerife, that's the largest of the Canary Islands, after experiencing severe abdominal pains. It's unclear how the turtle ended up inside the woman and she told doctors she has no recollection of it being put there. She began experiencing pain two days after going out partying with British friends. Now, let me think. Partying with British friends, lots of drinking, turtle in vagina. (laughs) Look, I think I know what's going on. Now, what is probably just as baffling is that the story originally was posted on kidspot.com.au under parenting. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Look, parents do not teach your children to go out, get drunk and stick wildlife in their moo-moos. What the fuck is wrong with people? And hi to all my British friends out there, boom fuckalunga. Now, everyone knows that I've had my fair share of wardrobe failures, especially when it comes to undies, 
So there here is a story from sunny Queensland. Queensland man nabbed with undies drug stash. A Queensland man has been charged after police found drugs stashed in his undies. Police say they discovered over $8,000 worth of ice in the 32-year-old's undies after intercepting a car on the northern Gold Coast on Saturday night. They also allegedly found a clear liquid suspected of being the drug fantasy and a single round of ammunition in a bag inside the car. The man and a 32-year-old woman have both been charged with two counts of possession of a dangerous drug and one count each of possession of a utensil. Both have been served with a notice to appear in the Southport Magistrate Court on October 11. Police say this is not the first time they found crack in someone's undies. (laughs) Imagine cops feeling down the back of his pants and asking the dude, what can I feel? And the guy just saying back, that's my crack, mate. Oh, sunny Queensland, there is too much sunshine up there sometimes. Okay, let's end on a penguin story. Penguins, I think they're giving cats a run in the media lately. Anyway, here we go. Gay penguins steal baby from neglectful parents at Denmark Zoo. All they wanted to be was parents. And when they saw an opportunity to become them, they seized it. But the decision by two gay penguins to steal a chick from a neglectful mum and dad caused a ruction at Denmark Zoo. A ruction. I don't even know what ruction means, but I reckon it caused a bit of a hoo-ha. According to Danish media, the pair witnessed the parents of a young male chick leave for a swim, prompting them to take matters into their own flippers. When the parents returned, the pair refused to surrender their foster child, sparking a battle between Mama and Papa Penguin and the adoptees. Eventually, zookeeper Sandy Hedgegaard Monk, she stepped in, rescuing the chick and reuniting him with his birth parents. She explained to Danish publication DR, the baby wasn't alone for long when the gay penguin swooped in. I think the female's been out to get her bath, so then it was the male's turn to care for the kid, she said. She also said that the father may have left, leaving the gay couple to think the chick had been abandoned and that it was their chance to seize the baby. She said, while the mother desperately searched for her missing baby, the father didn't give a shit. He just didn't care. I know that the female is very caring for the kid. And she is also very aggressive to us animal lovers if we get too close to the kid. I could not imagine she would leave it. While the male is a bit more, I don't give a shit, and didn't really care. Once it became apparent the gay couple were not going to give up their foster child, she intervened, reuniting the chick with his parents. But not all was lost for the very clucky gay couple. They were given a and their very own egg to nurture. So there you go. Happy ending. So that brings to an end another one of my episodes while on holiday in Thailand. And it all seemed to be about animals today, which reminds me, Paul from The Varmint Podcast, his next episode will be his 100th episode. I actually am on it as well. So... 
to make a little cameo appearance. <laughs> so, now on to the Patreon shout-outs. Hi to Tanya Ostinovich. I hope I got your name right, Tanya. Thank you very much for your contribution. And thank you very much and a shout-out to all the past and present patrons. It does make a difference and you know it's appreciated greatly. As you know, True Crime Island is a listener-supported podcast. I know you and I both don't like the ads, so the Patreon of PayPal does help. To join the Patreon, just go to patreon.com forward slash truecrimeisland. Or if you just want to do a one-off donation, you can go to paypal.me truecrimeisland and help out at the island. If you want to support the island in another way, rate, review and share the podcast. And if you have friends or relatives that don't know what a podcast is, grab their phone and hook them up. If you want merch such as t-shirts, hoodies, beach towels, mugs of rage and even tote bags, all that stuff, go to truecrimeisland.threadless.com where you can find a large range of official True Crime Island loot. If you want keychains, lapel pins, koozies or stickers, you need to email me at cambo at true crime island as i post them directly from the island the donation amount for all of this merch depends on what you want and where you live don't forget to join the closed group on facebook hook up on twitter and instagram the handle there for those two is at true crime island and just search for true crime island join the closed facebook group our amazing mods or myself will let you in and hi to jason and senga and of course Erica and Susan, who are the mods. Thank you so much for helping out. And I think Erica will be on holiday, so enjoy your trip, Erica. I do try my best to answer all posts and emails. If you really do need to speak to me, then email is the best, as sometimes I do get a bit lost in the Twitter feeds and the Facebook messages. Thanks to everyone that has reached out again this week with case suggestions. I am the only one here, so I will try to get to as many suggested cases as I can. A shout out to Cory. Hi, Cory. I will be in touch in the next week or two. Now, we've got promos this week, and I've only got one this week, but I, I've, and I've run this before, but it's for my podcaster buddy, Bazza in Scotland. Hi, Baz. He produces the Extraordinary Stories podcast. He is a dead set, fantastic storyteller. The lovely singer put me onto his podcast ages ago, and it's been one of my favourites. He even has a Cambo Rage at the Neighbours in one episode. Look, if you aren't subscribed, give it a listen. You'll find it on iTunes and everywhere else. He's very approachable on his Facebook page. You can get all the details for that during his show. Last thing to mention is a shout-out to Lisa, who's done some great gifts, not only on True Crime Island's Facebook, but she's also done one for Baz's uh, Facebook as well. Thanks, Lisa, so much. They're so fun. Well, that's about it for tonight, and lots of love to Maggie James. So this has been Cambo, and you've been listening to True Crime Island. And as I always say, don't forget to delete your browser history. Hey, it's Barry. How are you? Let me ask you this. Do you like to hear stories of murder, deceit and unbelievable true crime? If you do, then you want Extraordinary Stories Podcast. This girl here will be dead 
by 6pm. I will blow her head off. You cannot terrorise me anymore. Do you want to hear stories of incredible human survival? Stories of some of the most inspiring people who have ever lived. I think she did what any of us would do in that moment. She played dead. She lay there and she pretended to have died. That was what saved her. If you want stories of sex, death, murder, survival and real human stories told with humour but also respect, then you want Extraordinary Stories Podcast. Imagine turning up to your own funeral in a wig. (laughs) Listen to Extraordinary Stories Podcast told by a Scottish man in a thick Scottish accent. Get it on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Okay, goodbye. Let's get it on. Let's do it. Let's get it over.